This is Heritage Radio. Assalamu alaikum everybody, it's Convex in Conversation from Heritage Radio 90.6 FM and, and today we are talking about isolation and socialisation. So um, it's me, Jodie and Zara, hey, assalamu alaikum. And Alice, salam alaikum. Salam alaikum, everybody. So, where do we start with socialising? It's a big one. We've had quite a lot of questions come through on um, social media throughout the week. I'll just give you a brief overview of what those questions were, so that if anybody who's listening thinks of any additional questions throughout the show, you're welcome to send it through on Instagram, um, which is Converts in Conversation. I will keep the social media open throughout. So, these are the questions that we've had so far. Firstly, can I still go out with my non-Muslim friends and family? Uh, one of them, which was just straight to the point, go where, do what? Um, another one is, I'm used to just going out to the pub. What do I do now? I'm a Muslim. Um, if, I, if all my friends are non-Muslim, am I better off alone? Am I best off making friends with strict uh, Muslims? Surely they would make better friends. How do I make new friends? If my new friends wear hijab, does that mean I have to so that I fit in? I'm finding being a new Muslim lonely. Nobody understands me. And just before the show, I think we all just had a glance over those questions and agreed that they all really resonate Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. all of us. But where would you ladies like to start? I mean, maybe we could start with kind of a brief discussion about our own experiences and go on to answer the questions. Yeah the end or halfway through-ish so we give it a good a good amount of time because we've got so many questions there's so much to get through isn't there yeah it's quite a juicy topic Mm -hmm. i think for me i i know that we we touched on it in the first show when we were talking a little bit about a, a little bit about our first experiences as a muslim and for me i isolated myself that was a choice that I had made mm-hmm. just because I decided that there was just so much to learn and it was so overwhelming mm-hmm. trying to focus on all the things I needed to learn and most of my friends are common interest at the time before I was a Muslim was going out and having a glass of wine or mm-hmm. having a glass of wine at home and trying to remove that I then really couldn't quite work out what we actually had in common so I spent a lot of time by myself initially and then going into the mosque and meeting all these different types of Muslims it was really hard to decide who out of all of them I wanted to sort of try and make friends with Mm -hmm. and I did find myself gravitating towards people who were more of my my personality Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure from a Muslim point of view certainly as a convert if that's the ideal thing to do because you mm-hmm. are you gravitating towards people that just remind you of your old self again is it yeah. just going back into your comfort zone mm-hmm. when you've really taken yourself mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. Alice mm-hmm. what about you I, I did the same I kind of isolated myself from all my friends for me it was out of embarrassment um, because like you know growing up we'd always kind of taken the mick out of religious people at school like yeah christian union we'd yeah like, oh god squad and all this and like take the mick and just thought anyone that was like religious was a bit weird even though i was raised christian myself yeah um so when i converted it just felt i just felt a bit i don't know just a bit uncomfortable and, and even like some friend had made a comment like because i think this was when i was on twitter and i'd made like a comment about like and i'd used like alhamdulillah something like that and they'd gone and now i can laugh at, at, at laugh about it but at the time i felt really like embarrassed by it they went yeah all right barry you know like barry from four lions <laughs> <laughs> 
But at the time, I was so mortified that someone who knew me had seen that. Um, and I ended up like blocking loads. I don't it's funny, even my brother calls me that now. But um, at the time, like, I was so I was so humiliated and like, yeah. mortified. And so I, I blocked a lot of people, cut a lot of people out. A lot of friends I just sort of distanced myself from, fell out of touch with because I was embarrassed. And I just, I cared too much about what other people thought about me, clearly. Um, and then over time, I kind of made my way back with my friends and you know a good proportion of my friends are people that have known me for the longest time and I like having that kind of anchor into my past yeah and they're the ones that have been the most respectful the most understanding the most that are like Alice you go for a meal rather than oh you know let's go mm. to the pub yeah um but but it, I, I managed to cut the wheat from the chaff like yeah the friends that I literally just met up with that were fair weather friends that it was only because you know you only saw them once they'd been dumped by their boyfriend and then they were out all the time and yeah. as soon as they got a new boyfriend you never saw them those sorts of friends obviously fell by the wayside because there was nothing that we held as common ground mm. but my friends that had like we had a real firm history and we had such similar interests they've still stayed um, but it took me a while to kind of get to make that kind of transition and it, uh, in the early days it was really difficult and I did feel quite alone yeah yeah and you do feel vulnerable as well mm. sort of when it mm. comes to who you can and can't make friends yeah. with what about you Jared? I think I'm a little bit the other way so I had that element of I'm embarrassed of all these changes that mm-hmm. I'm choosing to do and and all that sort of stuff but equally I was almost like I don't want to cut people off because then will I have any friends yeah but then what ended up happening was because I was changing friends then started to cut me off yeah. okay. so it's a case of well we go out drinking I don't really know what to do you know so yeah let's not meet up mm-hmm. and I had a lot of that but it was friend after friend after friend so it was like um, oh my gosh it's life as a Muslim I'm just going to be really alone for, oh, forever sure. but Twitter was the thing for me Twitter was like this mm-hmm. safe space and essentially Twitter is what not got me converted but essentially I spoke to a sister on Twitter she linked mm. me up with someone in yeah. Manchester yeah. went to meet the sister took much harder so it was like remember, Twitter was yeah. like my lifeline to yeah. any Same, social yeah. sort of remit yeah. at all yeah you've talked about that's that before, how we know you? each other because yeah. back oh, in really? 2013 2014 muslim twitter as it was i mean you look i'm on twitter now in like a professional capacity and sometimes i delve back in i'm like it's not changed like, it's, it's exactly the same as it was seven years ago like it's still people with the, the thirsty marriage seeking tweets yeah. but that's a whole other story for another time but definitely for reverse it was yeah. a, for me it was a lifeline because i didn't mm. know anyone mm. and i've made some very good friends that i'm still friends with to mm. this day through twitter no i think I think I'd be too I'm not very trusting when it comes to people that I meet online straight away mm. it takes me a while I think it's that whole mm. fear of being friend catfished mm. like yeah. who is it that you're really talking to I mean don't get me wrong I have got a couple of friends that I've made online and mm. I, I speak to them daily but for me to be able to make a true friend I have to sort of be able to see them yeah. and yeah. and sort of bounce mm. ideas and mm. and go out and socialize and see how we gel i mean i'm all right by myself i'm quite a a bit of a loner naturally i I like my own company so i was all right with taking my time to find some good friends and i did hamzala i found some really really good friends at the mosque and we did have very similar personalities but they were also really understanding and patient with me and the fact that I didn't know anything and taught me some stuff. There were times when I just pretended I knew what they were talking about. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had no idea going, Google, Google. Of course I know what we're doing. And I had no idea whatsoever. And I think it takes time to build up that trust with those friends. 
Um, it's, it's being open to being vulnerable and yeah, knowingly not knowing stuff. Yeah, and being, being okay, actually yeah. okay with that and going, actually, I, I don't know how to do that. Mm. I still remember the time where a sister said, "Oh, do you want to lead prayer?" And I've been Muslim maybe three weeks, and I went, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, no, I can't do that." And she's like, "But it's really easy. You pray every day." And I'm like, "I, I, I know, but I've no idea how to lead someone else." <laughs> so I literally just went, "No, I'm not. I'm not doing it." And yeah. I had a bit of a little paddy, and she went, "Okay, no, I'll do it. you just copy." Me. And then we used to pray together, but she used to purposely do it nice and slow. So now I know how to. That's pray. nice. With you know, really nice pronunciation, and everything, because I've. Yeah, off her. I've probably led prayer twice in my whole Muslim life because yeah. I just find it, especially the out loud ones. <laughs> I'm just oh. like, no, thank you. Like every syllable, like, oh, the English accent, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the mank accent. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> but I don't know about you guys. I took my lead in just going back to the question of what do I do, where do I go, as far mm. as socialising is concerned. I took my lead from those people that I'd made friends with mm. like where are they going what are they doing mm. and I don't know about you but I felt like I was regressing age wise because mm. all of a sudden it was constantly going bowling. to the cinema bowling going for yeah. milkshake yeah. going for dessert <laughs> yeah <laughs> and for me initially I was like oh, I've not done these things since I was a really young teenager and even yeah. then I probably mm. was still going out to the pub before I should have so yeah. it did yeah. feel like I was doing things that but you do get used to it, and you yeah. do find yeah. your find your foot in. Mm. And actually, now I find it quite wholesome. Like when I look at like sort of younger Muslim sisters in like my family and stuff like that, who are like sort of early twenties, and they're doing these kind of really wholesome activities. And when I think what I was like, and we were sort of like just going to bars and be like, oh, there's a group of boys over there, let's dance near them, and all of that, <laughs> and I just like cringe. Yeah. And I think it's so lovely that they do these like really kind of like wholesome activities that we that I was like, oh no, we're too old to do that now. We're going yeah. to club from like sixteen years old, you know. So I I, I pre- I also find myself getting really creative with what mm. to do in my spare time. Like mm. you saw a post that I did recently where oh, I signed oh my up gosh, it was so cute. to like an online craft session oh, that was over it. Zoom. Oh, and I had my little paintbrushes out and just sat in my bedroom so getting crafty. Just doing things like that and Ministry of Craft. I don't know what activities they've got going on at the moment. Um, but me and my Muslim sister, another that I spoke about that before that mm. I have got a Muslim family that sort of adopted me in um, we always find stuff to do like going to calligraphy classes we've not done that one yet but that is next on the hit mm. list um, making paper flowers we find all sorts to do and there's all sorts in manchester if you actually try and get creative with what you can do and some of these things you can go and do them by yourself if you want but Mm. often it's just more fun to kind of grab a friend even if it's a non-muslim friend that are happy to go along Mm. to these if you've got someone who you've been friends with for a long time and you're used to going to the pub or to a bar or whatever maybe invite them to something more yeah. crafty or artsy or to the art gallery that's it and that this is i remember we went to a uh, thing last november we went to a concert and i remember you saying then like you always try and do something new at least once and that's really kind of stuck with me because i thought that'd be like a, that's a really kind of like nice attitude to have you know always try something new mm-hmm. it's because sometimes you can get in a rut and not want to do things and so I really kind of like that and I think in some ways like the pandemic sort of helped because there's so much more kind of online things to do and try mm-hmm. so yeah there's so much out there and I think sometimes you get stuck in a rut 
um, before you're Muslim where you're always kind of doing the same things we're going to the pub and you don't really think about the other sort of things that are around and there is and you can still you know do those things with your non-Muslim friends you know it, mm, mm. I think there's it's almost as you as you're growing up as a non-Muslim you you learn that at like 15, 16 you start going out and yeah. 17, 18 you go to the port and it's, it's almost like this societal pressure of this is what you should this is do. what adults do and this is what you know mature people yeah. do and th- I think that's why we sort of we then we feel like we're regressing because we're going back to stuff we used to do but actually did we did we consider it enjoyable did we take our time enjoying it you know all of that sort of stuff and it's almost like it's been coloured by that that societal expectation of something yeah. else should be going down the pub and, mm. and to be honest now the thought of doing something like that is a little bit boring just the thought of just sitting in a bar and just talking not that I don't enjoy sat talking to you ladies or, or to any of my friends but I do enjoy doing different things going and seeing different cities mm-hmm. go to art galleries mm-hmm. go to the theatre more we went to what was that thing we it went to a Syrian while ensemble it was amazing was so just good yeah keeping an eye out and I find that I'm logged on on you know on Instagram and Twitter to different mm-hmm. yeah. sort of organisations mm-hmm. that hold events Eventbrite's just, good, good as well Eventbrite oh, it's really amazing. great for sort of that's, I think that's where I found that Syrian ensemble actually on there mm. and all those sort of Kurdish events it's like a Kurdish um, festive week in November or something mm. there's a whole week or two weeks oh, of activities I yeah. there was some stuff going on in Longside yeah. for that wasn't there I've got a very very good friend who um, she's not Muslim she's Christian mm-hmm. she doesn't drink so we've got those two things in common mm. both believe in God both don't drink yeah so we tend to like find random like vegan veggie restaurants because we know we both be able to eat and mm-hmm. you know restrictions ah. and things and we just go around touring those yeah and it's oh, really lovely. really fun um and we'll meet up and it's not like she's going oh what do you what do at the weekend mm. you know i had this many glasses of wine there's none of that at all. it's just really mm-hmm. nice talk that yeah. i can really relate to mm-hmm. and i find she's probably one of my my best friends that i have in yeah. my local area one of my best friends uh, well she's probably my best friend um alex shout out alex if you're there <laughs> um she's a non-muslim i mean I, I didn't know her before i converted and i got to know her once i was probably mm. a bit stronger and a bit more confident mm. as a muslim but our relationship is great she um, believes in God she has all her beliefs and I have mine and we respect each other's belief systems Mm. but also each other's lifestyles and what isn't isn't okay for each other so we travel together we go out for dinner together and it hasn't been a block at all Mm. and she supports me 100% and she'll you know she'll check if there's halal options it's not about going to places that sell alcohol it's always Mm. really as you say Alice wholesome stuff and we just really really have fun and and get along with each other so I think for anybody out there who's struggling about whether it's a non-Muslim or a Muslim there are people who will tell you that you're only able and Mm. I think we've probably all experienced Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. people who've will tell you that you're only supposed to have Muslim friends. And yeah, Absolutely. you should definitely have Muslim friends, but you need to pick those just as carefully mm. as you need to mm. pick your non-Muslim friends because not everybody who is a Muslim is practising or has the mm-hmm. right intentions, is as good for you as other people. I mean, it is a minefield out there when it comes mm. to what friends and different people, because just because someone follows a religion, it doesn't mean that they don't have their own struggles and that they're they might need to lean on you and get support from you and certainly early on i remember when i was really new as a muslim i 
met somebody who I'm not bashing anybody but she was really struggling in her faith and she was a born Muslim and it was all about oh I really need to look to you and I really need mm. help from you and I was, no, yeah. I was in no position to give anybody mm. advice yeah. or mm. help or be anybody's sort of goal because I really was not there and mm. I was really struggling myself it's that intention isn't it and if whether someone's Muslim or not if they have good intentions towards you and they respect whatever beliefs you yeah. have then you will have friends who are mm. not Muslim who will look at places that don't sell alcohol and mm. you will have Muslim friends who aren't actually that bothered and maybe those aren't the circles yeah. you want to go into and it's working mm. out what circles are actually healthy for you and your faith. Yeah. And it's okay to understand that that circle might change. Mm. Mm-hmm. That when you first become... Um, enter Islam and you and you make a certain set of friends. Maybe as your journey develops, you add friends to the circle, or maybe certain mm-hmm. friends will leave that circle, and that's okay too because it's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. I think it's coming up for a time for a break, so we're going to have a little chill and we'll put some uh, lovely sounds on for you guys. Um, so we'll be back after the break. Assalamu alaikum guys, welcome back to Converts in Conversation, 90.6 FM on Heritage Radio. You're here with Jodie, Zara and Alice and we're talking about socialising and isolation. So I think we're coming to some questions next. We've had quite a few through social media, so what have we got? So the first one um, is, can I still go out with my non-Muslim friends and family? Who wants to pick that one up? I think we kind of covered it in the first mm-hmm. section in that it's about where you go to mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. their level of understanding of what you're it's comfortable the, it's the with. understanding, isn't it? Because I know, I still remember, it was... So I converted in January and I went out for a birthday meal in the May mm. and I remember going to a Greek place and there was loads of veggie options so I was like, oh, this will be safe. Mm. But my family didn't know at the time that I was Muslim because I was still in the secret Muslim mode. Mm. And my dad got this, like, <laughs> cheese and ham thing. He was like, you need to try something. I was like, I don't fancy it, it's okay. <laughs> but now since he's known, he's made all those accommodations for Aww. me and he's been really good. It's the same with friends. You know, if they're going to make accommodations for you... yeah then in, yeah. in my opinion that they're fine to hang around with mm-hmm. but if for example and I've had it suggested before I'll oh, just come out and don't have a drink you know I'm only going to have a bottle of wine it'll be fine yeah. actually I don't want to be in that environment and yeah. as my friend you shouldn't expect me to yeah. if I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. if you're not so comfortable yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah it's about being able to communicate mm-hmm. and say what I think early, in the early days people probably don't find it as easy mm-hmm. to express mm-hmm. what they do and don't feel comfortable and that mm-hmm. can probably be where isolation comes in because you just quit yourself off rather than having those difficult conversations Mm -hmm. but I think if the people that you're with love you and respect you and they are truly Mm -hmm. your friends Mm -hmm. then they will understand and they'll probably you know there'll be times when they're probably embarrassed because they won't have thought Mm -hmm. a lot of people just don't think and and that's because why would they in some in some situations Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be at the forefront of their mind Mm -hmm. so I think it's about opening up and just mm. communicating with your friends and mm. your family about what you can and can't do absolutely because i mean if you think about when we converted and the amount of rules you need to learn and understand mm-hmm. none of yeah. our friends that are non-muslim know any of that no of course no. and they don't have a vested yeah. interest in it in exactly. that way to start looking yeah. into so it then it's by our, themselves i think i see it now as an opportunity so if someone doesn't know so it rather than mm-hmm. a, oh gosh i've got to speak up so oh, mm. it's more actually i've got an opportunity to educate someone yeah mm-hmm. and they'll really appreciate it exactly 
I think my answer would be that yes, it's fine to hang around with your non-Muslim mm. friends and family, as long as you're not compromising yourself. But pick your battles mm. is what mm. I've learned because. Yeah, okay, I don't want to go to the pub with a group of my of friends uh, while they're getting absolutely wasted. I mean, I won't go into a pub anyway because I wouldn't feel comfortable. But if I go for a meal with my mum and dad, I'm not going to tell them they can't have a drink with their meal. Mm. Do you see Do you see what yeah, I mean? Like, I, You know, you've got to pick your, you pick your battles. You pick what is, you know, because you can't go in hard, especially in the early days because mm. you're already in a very vulnerable place. Mm. Pick your battles. You know, yeah, you, uh, you know, don't go to the pub. Don't hang around with people that are paralytic. But also, just just pick your battles. Yeah. Really, is, is the best advice I can give. Really, it reminds me of so my mum and dad. They, they might say, "Oh, we want a drink this evening." Oh, but we can't bother going to the shop. Jodie, could you just pop in the car and you know, <laughs> pop to the shop? <laughs> and back in the day, it'd be like, "Oh yeah, okay." Mm-hmm. Now, Muslim are like, "Actually, I can't buy the alcohol." Yeah. And they're like, "But you're not drinking it. What's the problem?" But now they've learned Jodie mm. can't buy the alcohol. So what mm. they'll do is bring up my sister can you go with you <laughs> yeah. while she does you know the wheat shop getting the bread and the milk or whatever but they don't ask me to do stuff yeah. that they know doesn't fit within my faith mm-hmm. and they're okay with that mm. that's and, nice and should be yeah absolutely respectful yeah, yeah. definitely uh, one of the next questions i'm used to going out this fits in perfect with that mm. i'm used to going out to the pub what do i do now that i'm muslim Mm. That fits in with another question that was there, which was go where, do what? <laughs> well, like you said, art galleries. I love art galleries. Yeah, I same. really do. And I think, d- to be cheesy, it's almost like you get a different perception of the art and things you're looking at because you've mm-hmm. got faith. Yes. And it's different from when you used to look at it, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. But also things like National Trust. So I'm a National Trust member. I love just mm. walking around the park. Yeah. Mm. Having a nosy at the old buildings and just... Mm. And you do get a new appreciation yeah. for nature and just the beauty of everything that's natural when you go for a walk in the park it is different to when I used to probably just be cutting through the park to get somewhere yeah. actually just taking a minute yeah. to appreciate everything that's around you mm-hmm. really I, makes a difference when you've yeah. got faith I think if you're looking for sort of nighttime activities like things to go out and do like obviously mm. meals dessert places but also I mean I've, I've had a look and I don't think there is one in Manchester but there's definitely a few in central London and there are a few bars that are designed for the teetotal community which is yeah. quite large if you, again this is from like sort of a meetup and those sorts of apps mm. when I was in London I wanted to make new friends mm. I belonged to like the women's teetotal group mm. Mm-hmm. And it was a m- women of mixtures. There was Muslims, there was non-Muslims, but it was they, they wanted to go out on an evening, have a nice time, have a chat, mm. have a mocktail, but they didn't want to be around people who are drinking alcohol yeah. because the vibe can change. And there are a few. I actually went for one of my Muslim friends, her birthdays. There's a bar in Soho, which is a non-alcoholic bar. It's like a basement bar. Oh, that's so cool. And so you kind of got that vibe, but it's not a... And alcohol, you know, no, yeah. no one's drinking there. So if, if that's kind of, if that's a kind of way of maybe like transitioning yourself mm. into the new mm. lifestyle, kind of weaning yourself off that kind of yeah. pub club life. I mean, I've had a look, and there isn't really. I think there is a bar in Central Manchester, which is a teetotal bar. Um, obviously, it's not opening at the moment. Open at the moment due to um, COVID, but um, it's. I think it's something that's becoming bigger. The teetotal community is, is yeah. growing massively. So that's another way you could find sort of nighttime evening activities. Try, try teetotal groups or meet up and event bright and mm. things like that and you'll be surprised there are a lot of um a lot of um people meeting up and that's a way of making new friends as well i think that's the thing isn't it that the whole teetotal i suppose movement mm-hmm. it is growing it is yeah outside of the muslim community so i know when i convert i was like oh my gosh i feel like a, a almost like a bit of a leper you know people mm-hmm. aren't gonna be able to relate to me and i'm not gonna be able to socialize mm-hmm. but actually there are people other than muslims who don't want yeah. to drink 
and a lot of young yeah. people I think I was reading the, the literature it says a lot of, of young people nowadays are moving away from alcohol mm. and cigarettes that we that you know back in the early 2000s late mm. 90s was yeah. like the you know it was cigarettes and drinking but they're moving away from that now to kind of more sort of wholesome we used to call it straight edge <laughs> straight edge lifestyle yeah, where you, yeah. like, you don't do drink you don't drink you don't smoke you don't take drugs so you know I think the growth of that in young people you may we may just see more sort of mm. of that sort of thing going on which would be great for all of us really. yeah definitely and if there's anybody who's listening who wants to post on our social media about places that they're aware of that mm-hmm. do great mocktails mm. uh, or places that you can go for teetotal nights out then post it and we will share it mm-hmm. because we could all do with mm. a few tips about that yeah. there's also um, I don't know what they're called now like I have to have to uh, look on Instagram, but there's like a Manchester Muslim ladies' night, um, and they were running events before COVID, oh, yeah, they and they do sort of like they're they? like a female DJ, and it's like a party, oh, and it, so cool. there's there, there are things around. It's just trying to find them, really, yeah. especially in the current climate. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So another one was, am I best off making friends with strict Muslims? Surely they would make better friends. Oh. I think it depends on how strict we're talking. And what do we mean by strict? Yeah. yeah. And what, what is strict? What is strict? I know I've had friends where we got on, we are on the same page, they became mm-hmm. stricter to the point where it'd be like, oh, Jodie, why are you wearing jeans today? That's haram. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, I'm wearing a tunic over and you can only see mm-hmm. my ankles. So I don't yeah. see what the problem is. So are we going to assume by the word strict that, the, zealous. Is that, that the person mm-hmm. meant extremely practising? But, but then or I think it's, I, do we mean... It's, it is a it's it can be read I, I in many think, different yeah. ways can't it really it's problematic where like practicing becomes like zealous yeah because mm. praying five times a day shouldn't be seen as practicing should be the norm yes and so therefore yes. those people are practicing but i think it shouldn't be seen as strict are, are zealous mm. i think it's when people yeah. are zealous that's when there can be real difficulties yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think if people come across in a harsh sort of haram yeah. police way yeah. as a new muslim new convert trying to find new friends i don't think i would have found that helpful yeah yeah. I think it would have been too much. Yeah. I think you'd yeah. burn out pretty mm. quickly because to try and keep up with that, there were a couple of mosques that I went to when I first converted that were that the the sisters that were there were, as you would say, zealous, mm-hmm. and they had lovely intentions and they were a lovely, lovely group of sisters. Mm-hmm. But I was just no way near ready to be. Mm-hmm where they were at and mm. I think finding myself in their company too much mm. made me feel bad about myself more yeah. than anything and it really clouded my judgment on myself mm. and what I was doing what I was ready for mm. and because people who were so zealous about what they believe in it, mm. and it's great but if you're someone who's not as knowledgeable or who is still learning yeah. that can be really it can make things that are already difficult even harder and trying to you know go and do all the research to find out where the actual rules are and where the references are Mm -hmm. it can just become a a full-time job just dealing with that bit rather than concentrating on the basics so i personally really early on found it too overwhelming Yeah. yeah Yeah, and needed people who were similar to me, mm-hmm. if not a little bit further ahead. Yes. And I think as well, like practicing people, people who are truly practicing, and their hearts are just full of iman and mm. love for mm. Allah. Like they are the most serene, calm people, and they will give you. You'll ask them a question about Islam, and the answer they will give you will be so common sense easy which is Mm. what islam is Mm. you know rather than some you should be doing this stuff blah 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 you know people that are truly their hearts are are pure and clear are the most gentile 
calm, yes. beautiful people. And when they give you advice, it's like, oh my gosh, of course. You know, yeah. it's just like, of, of <laughs> yeah. course, it's that easy, yeah. it's that simple. And that, that's what I found, you know. So I think having practicing friends, absolutely 100%. It mm. would be so helpful. It gives you a foundation. It fills your heart with love for the, the religion. Um, but just when people are quite zealous in their beliefs mm. and maybe don't... Um, advertise it in a sensitive way or mm. come across as quite harsh then maybe not you know it, it, it can be quite difficult yeah sometimes. it makes me think of like what you know when you're at school and you have a harsh teacher yeah you must learn this da, da, da. how yes. much did you actually learn mm-hmm. yeah Whereas if you had a teacher that sit down and go okay this is what we're trying yes. to get our heads around thank you yeah. really understand you as a person approach, first a really yeah. different approach that you process in a really different way and yeah, yeah. i know what you mean with those people that just have no pouring out of them yeah. and, you just oh. walk, and they're like a hug of a person yeah you just think oh I feel yeah. feels so nice right now because you're just such a lovely person and it's yeah. that intention is really really different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely really leading on from that one of the questions that probably fits in with spending time with people who are at a stage that you're not yet at mm. is if my new friends wear hijab does that mean that I have to so that I fit in no no in short no no, <laughs> no definitely that, not that should not be your reason for wearing hijab mm at all because it will not stay on your head if you're wearing it for other people exactly reality i think that's the very short and to the Mm -hmm. point answer because i get that there are people who do do that Mm -hmm. um people who do that for a number of reasons whether it's because they feel pressure to fit in because they're the only one in their group maybe that doesn't and they're the new muslim and it goes back to what we were talking about last week which is to do with identity Mm -hmm. and i think a conversation i had in between sort of last week and now was with someone who was saying that from a convert point of view if you're in a group of friends and everyone bar one or two are wearing hijab Mm -hmm. and those people happen to look on the face of it like they come from a muslim a traditional Mm -hmm. muslim background Mm -hmm. the assumption is that they're a muslim but they just don't wear hijab and that's fine Mm -hmm. um if as a convert in particular a white convert Mm -hmm. if you're with a group of people who are wearing hijab and you're not the assumption is not that you're a muslim but that you just don't wear hijab the assumption is that you're not a muslim yeah and i think the person i was speaking to was saying that she felt the need certainly early on to wear one so that identity wise she felt that she really did fit in with those people Mm -hmm. that she was spending her time with and so that other people that she didn't have to explain herself Mm -hmm. as much because the assumption was as a convert if you take your scarf off or if you don't wear one then it's just that you've reverted back to whatever you were before not that you're a muslim who isn't ready to wear hijab yet Mm -hmm. or who's that is your battle and, and you're struggling with that so that was a really interesting question for me and i think that you shouldn't feel under pressure to wear mm. it just because your friends do because as alice says inevitably it ends off ends up coming off well this is the thing isn't it i, I feel like i really relate to that because i remember so i used to drive from home which is in cheshire to meet up with friends in manchester parents didn't know i was muslim so i'd leave the house without a scarf drive to like a local shopping oh. car park yeah, and stick the scarf on no, then, this dr- one. then yeah. drive to a friend and be like oh hey and and it was like oh my gosh I'm living two lives now it feels really disconnected and, and incongruent it just doesn't fit yeah. and then the first time I came back from my friends I thought you know what I'm not going to take it off I'm going to walk in the house with it and all the way driving home I was going oh my gosh oh my gosh we can't believe we're going to do this and I walked in and my dad went what's that on your head and I went <laughs> Yeah, I've got something to talk to you about. <laughs> wow, you're brave. You <laughs> so are we sat brave. there, he talked, and he was like, so, so you're one of these Muslims now? And I'm oh like, yeah, God. yeah, I am. And he's like, right, okay, yeah, I will get my head around that. And it, it was 
but he had more of an issue with me wearing a scarf but I felt more congruent because it was like actually yeah, yeah. You know, it's not this, for me it's not this life in Manchester versus this life in Cheshire oh gosh, yes, and it was me. it was a really big transition so then I started wearing it socially just out and about if I go to mm-hmm. the shop stick it on but I never wore it at work for a long time that that was the mm-hmm. bit that took the longest for yeah. me mm-hmm. because I was so worried I worked in the NHS I was so worried about patients looking at me and going what Mm, this is yeah. a really white area with no mm. Muslims what's going on so for me it was it was almost like I needed to be congruent with myself and therefore I could start making friendships that were congruent with me yeah, yeah. because otherwise it was like which version of myself am I having yeah. in this friendship because that's just gets really confusing and yeah Oh, I remember that life. I, my boot of my car was just filled with abayas and um, headscarves <laughs> and all the pins were in the headrest of my car and I remember once my mum was away and I was going up to East London um, for the evening and I put on an abaya, like a really sparkly back in the mm. day, you know, with like black one with like loads of sparkle. And I came down the stairs and my dad kind of looked and I didn't have anything on my head because I was going to put that on in the car. I'm not silly, you know. Um, and I came <laughs> down the cool. stairs and he looked at me and, and I just went, oh, I'm going to an Arabian Nights themed party. And he was like, oh, OK. <laughs> my whole car like, like i would never let my mum she went to we went shopping once she went to open the book i was like no 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 just put it in the back seat put it in the back seat she's like why i'm like oh, i've got loads of stuff in there yeah, don't, don't in the <laughs> loads of my like, secret boot with yeah. all my stuff yeah <laughs> uh, so another question and this is one that we definitely all related to, I think, uh, or related with. I'm finding being a new Muslim lonely. Nobody understands me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a really difficult one yeah. because, I mean, if everything that we're talking about is something that you just can't quite reach yet, if mm. you can't, now is a particularly different ta- difficult mm. time, especially if you just converted whilst mosques aren't really open and all these events aren't really happening. Yeah. I would definitely say try and reach out on Instagram, mm-hmm. Alice and Jody, or more on Twitter. I'm useless at Twitter. We do have a Twitter page, but I am useless on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there's a community on there. Oh, it's a whole Muslim Twitter. That was that was my lifeline because I was in Cheshire. I didn't know of any Muslims locally. Yeah, I had emailed the local mosque, but they said we don't do convert stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I, I'm not brave Thanks. enough to go in because I don't know where <laughs> I'm going in and all that business. So for me, Twitter really was that thing that made me feel less isolated. And is there like a particular hashtag or a particular group or is it just about getting out there and There's seeing? Yeah. It's a real mix. I don't even know how I started to find people. I think I just searched for hashtags about, mm. I don't, you know, I Converts, can't even remember. Reverts. Can't remember. I don't even know how I did. I just... People can always find me on, on Twitter. So I'm on my, my business mm. profile. So it's House Healing CBT. And then you will find people that I follow. Other people. I'm very much mm. in the, the Twitterverse of, of mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also on um, on Facebook, we have um, Muslim Revert Sisters in Manchester, mm-hmm. which is group. a group that's 40 members in there now, and it's growing every day. It's run by Um Suleiman, sure. who she's trying to cultivate a space for uh, Muslim sisters in the local area. Um, and eventually, inshallah, we want to start organising some meetups, sure. some gatherings. Um, I think she's trying to plan one for September, but she's mm-hmm. very, inshallah. she's inshallah, she's a very lovely sister. So please, if you're on Facebook, that's a f- fantastic group to join she's always sort of advertising our our radio show as well so yeah right it's that time again we're going to take a little break let you guys have a breather and process all the stuff we've talked about <laughs> um so we will see you in a few minutes goodbye for now alaikum guys you're back with converts in conversation on 90.6 fm um we're talking about socializing and isolation and i think we're going to spend a little bit of time about 
the how-tos, how to make friends, how to link in with people. Mm-hmm. Where do we want to start with that? So we're going to discuss sort of like mixed mixed situations. Mm. You know, I mean, for me personally, I never really had that many male friends to begin with and they were sort of friends of friends so it never really was an issue for me but I know some people they do have very strong sort of platonic friendships Mm -hmm. with males and then when it comes to converting how do you navigate that you know maybe cutting someone off that's been a friend since you were a teenager Mm. it's not something that I really ever experienced because I just didn't I went to an all-girls school I was always in a a very female profession my degree was all women essentially so I've never really had that many male friends anyway has anyone else did anyone else have that difficulty i'm in a similar position to you Mm. alice so i did go to a mixed high school Mm -hmm. um but it was kind of you know boys stay there girls stay there yeah but in terms of profession degree and all that it Mm. was very women-centric so Mm -hmm. i didn't really didn't really have that issue when when i came to convert Mm. the the only friend that did have was an old housemate and as Mm. soon as i converted he deleted and blocked me off everything oh god oh i think he was saved you the background very much disagreed with muslims okay that was his stuff so it was like actually that's that's done something that's answered for me. that for you i've not had to do that bit so that was my own really experience i did have some male friends um just who i worked with and from going to school and i've still bumped into a few of the friends that i ha- that i went to school with now and they refer to me by my old name and sort of ask me how i am but Hamza, it's never a situation where they're asking me to meet up or hang out or anything like that. And the friends that I had through work before I became a Muslim sort of fell by the wayside automatically because Mm -hmm. I changed my job. Mm -hmm. I went from the legal profession into, well, nothing for a while, Mm -hmm. and then into the healthcare profession. Um, So they sort of fell by the wayside, wayside. What has been somewhat difficult to navigate is new male friends Mm -hmm. and keeping them at arm's length just because you do automatically when you're in a mixed working environment come across males that you maybe become friendly with on a professional basis Mm -hmm. and then it's getting them to understand that this is just a professional relationship Mm -hmm. we're not friends like that we can't hang out like that don't Mm -hmm. try and crossover it's making that line mm. clear in the sand i think mm-hmm. and some people do struggle with that more so than others and i think some people definitely still have the point of view sorry that was siri just getting all involved <laughs> um, and i think some people do genuinely struggle because they're of the mind that men and fem- men and women can be just friends because mm that's what they've had all mm-hmm. of their lives definitely mm-hmm. if they convert later in life and they've had male friends all along that's it can be it? really difficult and mm-hmm. then it gets difficult if you get married and how mm-hmm. your husband then would feel about that mm-hmm. well, yeah this, this is what i was just saying in our break wasn't it about so me and my husband were quite happy to socialize with other husband and wife couples yeah but i would only be comfortable if it was that couple you know, so, mm-hmm. so say if the, you know the other wife went away, so I would feel really awkward. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, we can sit in the same room because we've got young children as well, so the children will be playing, we're all sat chatting to each other. Yeah, it all feels okay and above board because my husband's there, her husband's there. That feels okay, but for some people, that doesn't feel okay, and it's it's hard to navigate. It's a very different. Yeah, and I think that's going back approach. to cultures as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So in some cultures, it would be completely normal and okay and encouraged for couples mm-hmm. and families mm-hmm. to get together 
as a group to go out mm-hmm. to do something mm-hmm. so if you come from a really sort of social background where you enjoy mm-hmm. that and then you end up marrying into a culture where that's definitely frowned upon mm-hmm. and the couples would never go out for dinner because the husband doesn't want his wife to be sat with another man at dinner mm-hmm. these are all things that I suppose and, and we will get to marriage on another day which mm-hmm. is a huge topic probably be a season <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's a whole topic mm-hmm. on its own mm-hmm. but definitely if you're somebody who needs that social side of things when looking at the people that you're spending time with and the person that you're marrying that's definitely something that you need to have a conversation mm. about i think yeah. mm. i think having your spouse policing your friends in general um i would i would i think you'd have to sort of think long and hard to be honest i don't know it can I just, be a bit of yeah flag, yeah it, yeah it de- depends where it's coming from really mm. if it's a place of concern or it's a place of control but i'm sure we'll discuss that at another time mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a huge the, topic. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. up there. Ma- makes me think about brothers, though. So, brother reverts. Yeah. There's a lot fewer of them than there oh, are of, of females. So but they actually, are out there. That's, you know, how do they socialise? How do they get in contact with people? You know, a, a lot of revert gets groups that will be, you know, thingy for sisters. And yeah. I don't, I've not... Obviously, I've not looked for it. I've not seen that many groups for revert brothers. But I don't think there are. It's something that I've looked for before, not for myself, of course. But I was contacted by someone who was struggling. It's a male revert. um, And if anybody's aware of anything out there for him, Mm. um, that'd be great. Please get in touch and let me know. And it's something that he is struggling to find a local small group, even if it's a sort of middle of the road group, because it seems Mm. that for for sisters Hamzilla, we have a lot available to mm-hmm. us Absolutely. by way of circles for converts there's a lot going and definitely circles and meetings and tea groups and book clubs and stuff that seems to be available for, for women there doesn't seem to be anything available for the brother revers mm. or even for born Muslim males who are looking to get back into the dean yeah, and trying to yeah, get a little yeah. bit more involved you know mm. perhaps they're trying to leave behind some negative influence mm. friends and now they're looking to try and make better friends mm. there's less out there for them so mm. if anybody is aware of anything that's in particular in manchester mm. um in the northwest and the northeast if you're aware of any groups that are for brothers mm. please please let us know and we mm. will get that information out there because brothers do struggle mm. with this issue a lot it's a great point isn't it because i suppose with with born brothers and sisters that are born into it they may not be from practicing family yeah. they may be from a, a branch that they then don't agree, agree with, with yeah all that sort of stuff and then where do they go because they're not technically a revert yeah but actually in terms of knowledge base they may be very similar to us yeah they may mm-hmm. need very similar yeah. support towards yeah well in our sunday group we had a few people coming along yeah. didn't we that yeah. were born into the religion mm. but maybe hadn't been practicing or yeah. mm. had maybe gone astray at some point and then wanted to come back mm. and wanted to mm. relearn everything yeah so we do need more facilities out there for mm. that as well because certainly with the brothers the groups that i've been looking for that are for the brothers seem to be all about tajweed um but yeah. really advanced mm. quran classes mm. and there needs to be something that's sort of for the earlier stages mm. that's it and that's something that needs to i actually spoke about this on facebook recently that even beginners tajweed classes should really be called sort of false beginners or beginner intermediate because they're aimed yeah. at born muslims who have a whole wealth of understanding of arabic lexicon mm. that as a revert you don't and i you know i've known revert sisters going to 
beginners tajwi classes at sort of colleges in, oh, excuse me that was my bracelet um colleges in london and and coming out like absolutely distraught because they're expected to recite surahs mm. in the first lesson mm. they can't even read arabic yeah you know and we need our abcs don't we absolutely. before we start going into whole words and yeah things. yeah but i do exactly. believe that is something Definitely. a few organizations are running beginners beginners mm. Taj, you know it's, it's it's education it will come slowly i think more organizations becoming aware of the needs of the revert yeah community now mm. and some of these classes can be expensive but if you if you look online that you can get some of them where they're sponsored mm. or they have a few places that are available for free for reverts mm. or converts if you're somebody who perhaps can't afford mm. to sign on because mm. they can they can be expensive mm. and a lot of them are online now i think mm. uh, but we will try and post on our social media some of the information that we've discussed today there's a couple of books out there as well that that might be mm. a little bit mm-hmm. helpful in trying to navigate through the whole f- new friends i think it's that thing of you relearning to know yourself yeah then you've got to relearn how you want to do friendships yeah what sort of things you're going to go out to mm-hmm. and that's going to be very different and then learning actually what are the sort of friends i want because that might be very different from before you were muslim yeah and that's okay but you have to know yourself before you you know what you're going to want yeah. out of a friendship and that can be hard if you're somebody who doesn't sit well in your own company mm-hmm. for a while because mm-hmm. sometimes it does just take a little bit of time mm-hmm. to sit there by yourself to navigate a bit of it by yourself and then start trying to meet new people deciding what it is you actually enjoy if it's not drinking and going out you know mm-hmm. the whole traveling situation and traveling as sisters by yourself that's a yeah. whole other topic mm-hmm. as well that we will definitely get to in another show I think one thing we're finding is that a lot of these shows definitely overlap and touch yeah. on each other with, mm-hmm. with the topics and, and the issues that it's we're covering. The themes, isn't it, that we've got? Yeah. Single issues, but lots of themes that are <laughs> yeah. overarching. That yeah. link into each other. So if anybody has any questions for next week, we haven't picked the topic for next week yet, and we're probably going to have a little chat after the show today. Yeah. If anybody, if we've touched on anything that anybody wants us to discuss next week, if you have a topic in mind that you in particular would like us to deal with, if you've got any questions about what we've discussed today, um, you're welcome to send it through to our social media or through to the Heritage Radio social media, which is also on Instagram. And then our direct one is Converts in Conversation. Um, we can try and respond to you throughout the week if, if you'd rather do it off mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. We can. We, I do try and respond to all messages within 24 hours. We also have our Twitter, which is Converts in Convo, and there is the Heritage Radio Twitter as well, which I think is at Heritage Radio FM. I think you're right. Or is it AM? FM. Um, and also what we'll try to do um, after our episode and maybe through the week is kind of try and provide um, resources for support, for socialising, for building your own support network sort of on our social media so that there are some more practical and pragmatic help for you mm. to kind of, you know, feather your nest and kind of build your own support network and kind of reach out to some of these fantastic groups and organisations that are out there sort of trying to bring reverts together so that we don't feel as alone Absolutely, definitely mm. right well thank you very much everybody for listening we will be back with you next Sunday 2pm mm. Converts in Conversation Heritage Radio 90.6 FM Assalamu alaikum for now everyone Assalamu alaikum everyone bye